Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. I don't know if I've told you before how much I love living in Nashville. It's a wonderful place. The community of artists are amazing. The musicians in this town are some of the best in the world. And we call it Music City. And I know a lot of you think, well, it's because we're known for country music, right? And that's true. We are. Um, you know, we have the historic Ryman and WSM radio. and uh, But, you know, it's a lot more than that. It is Music City. And you know my my hate for putting people into boxes like genre, saying you're country, you're folk, whatever. Um, and we, we, we have all kinds of musicians. We have classical musicians. We Yes, we have pop and we have country and, and we have jazz. Uh, we have folk artists in this town that would make you cry. Um, it, it is just absolutely amazing. And the, the amount of young talent that we have in this town, wow. I just love to go out and watch other artists play, especially the songwriter rounds. And every now and then I come across one that I really admire and I want to have on this show so uh, we can give a little bit more publicity. And um, listen, before we go on, I want to tell you, before I introduce our guest, if you're listening on uh, YouTube, and we're out everywhere, everywhere you find podcasts now, but if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe because that that helps us. And thank you so much for spreading the word and for being with us. Our guest comes from Buffalo, New York. Um, and then he moved here to Nashville. In fact, in December of last year, he graduated with a master's degree in music, commercial music at Belmont University, which is, if I had to do all over again, I would go to Belmont because let me tell you, it's probably the premier uh, music college uh, in the country right now. Um, He's done so much. He's got over 600 songs, and he works as a freelance music producer as well. He's he's a multi-instrumentalist. He is open for so many amazing acts that we're going to talk about. And um, so producer, songwriter, uh, multi-instrumentalist, in fact, a child prodigy on the piano, and we're going to find out all about that. Uh, J4 is our guest. J4, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Dave. Now, I remember f- when I first met you, it was during po- uh, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my favorite places to play in, in town is uh, the Commodore Grill. It's just great riders' rounds. And... Um, you know, it was hard during the pandemic. We weren't getting a lot of work as songwriters. And, and it was hard for places like the Commodore Grill because they had it shut down. But somebody had a brilliant idea. They said, why don't we do a parking lot party? We'll, we'll, we'll set up the sound system outside and we'll invite the songwriters out. And people can come in their cars and enjoy. And we'll also, you know, broadcast it a little bit so people can hear on Facebook live. It was so much fun. We had uh, uh, Walker Hayes is where I met him, uh, and, and and so many other great uh, entertainers, including our guest today. J Four was there, and that's where I first met you. And you just blew me away. Well, I so. appreciate that. Yeah, that was a cool time. I remember 
uh, after COVID, before COVID, when I was at Belmont, I was getting all these performance opportunities all mm-hmm. the time. It was every day, every day I was performing, doing something. Yeah. And then COVID hit in March and, um, it was like nobody could perform. Yeah. Nobody could make money performing. How frustrating. And the performance opportunities that there were, mm-hmm. were all free because, well, you got a performance opportunity. You were one of the lucky ones. Yeah. So why should you, why should you have to pay for it? Or why, in, in many cases you would have to pay for it. Yeah. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take a different approach and a different path than other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I'm yeah. not going to worry about what other people think about that, that mm-hmm. I'm taking this different path towards my music because everybody's path is different. And so when COVID hit, I, it, I took a step back and focused on myself, focused on what I really wanted out of music. Mm-hmm. And it led to me developing a greater sense of self. And so this whole time when I was having to perform parking lot parties like that. (laughs) Um, It was actually me taking time to learn about myself again, which was really, really nice. And so you got to see me during that period of my life when I was sort of rediscovering who I am after going through six years of college to get trained to be somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It allowed you to to, to take a little break and and reset, you know? And was it then that that you decided to to finish up your master's degree? Yeah. So Uh it, it was after... COVID hit, I went on a tour that summer mm-hmm. uh, with the Extreme Tour. It was a really cool tour. I Tell us about playing... that one real quick. It, yeah. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. I, was, I played guitar for an artist uh, who came out of Belmont called Taylor Zabracki. She was, uh, oh, I forget which company she was with, mm. but she was with some company at the record time. Record company. And, yeah. Quote unquote record companies. <laughs> record. Now they, now they really, well, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in 2020, I, I, I went on this tour and it was really cool. Uh, I started off as an ancillary musician, guitarist, and mm-hmm. I ended up becoming an artist on the tour by the end of it, performing. Cool. And it was wonderful. And you opened for some great people, didn't you? Oh, yeah. 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 I got to open for some really, really cool people uh, throughout my lifetime and work with great people. Um so yeah. Yeah. in 2015, my first really big performance was opening for Josh Turner. How about that? That was that was pretty cool. That same that same concert, uh, Gordon Moat and Lee Greenwood were were also there. So it was God bless the USA. Yeah, it was a really really awesome patriotic show. And then I got to my first year at Belmont, sing BGVs for Cage the Elephant. You know, I saw that, and <laughs> I, that is so impressive because I love those guys. Yeah. They're from right up the road in Bowling Green, right? Yep, they are right up the road. And I got to sing BGVs for them with a, a few other people. Again, I, I just want to BGVs again. We've, yes. I think we mentioned this in the past, but if you don't, it's background vocals. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what you did. Wow. Yeah, so that's I did a lot of professional background vocals like that. Um, that that was at the Ryman, which was really, really <laughs> you cool. You played the Ryman Auditorium? I did at 18, Isn't which was uh, fun. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a cool experience. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll bet. It was probably... My, one of my favorite venues until 12 Keys Saloon. <laughs> <laughs> I run a writer's there. Thank you. I'll pay you for that later. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can compare 12 Keys, although I love it, to the, to the mother church of country music. But standing on that stage has got to give you chills looking up to those beautiful stained glass windows, yeah. huh? Wasn't that a thrill? It was. It was a thrill. I still have a picture of my microphone and wow, the this, the entire room being empty and just me standing there. <laughs> oh, cool. With in the band leader was still checking his guitar, but it was just the, the the lead singer of Cage the Elephant 
and me just checking my mic and the, mm-hmm. the VGVs, and we were looking out, and there was nobody in the audience. How cool. It was just, it, talk about a cool image. <laughs> uh, before the show started, obviously, because I'm sure it was a packed house when they. by the time you oh, guys yeah. start playing. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are so popular. But yeah. that was, uh, the BGVs I had to do for that were very, very interesting. They were, because Cage the Elephant, as you know, a very psychedelic rock band. Yeah, they're cool. And I had come from a tradition of playing Broadway. So, you know, playing Broadway for three years when I first came down here from 15 to 18. And then I went to Belmont and I stopped playing Broadway at the advice of my professors. Wow. And um, I I came from that tradition and Cage the Elephant had me doing weird sirens and (laughs) witch noises and screams. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah, because they they have all that stuff on their track. So all those cool noises in the background. And you were doing it. (laughs) I was having to to create those sounds on BGVs and sound effects. Yeah. It was (laughs) a weird... A weird BGV said SFX. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> at least on that acoustic album at the Ryman, yeah. Oh my God, that's so cool. Listen, let's have a song because you're yeah. on the dining room table. Welcome to the dining room table. And we'd like to have a song as soon as we can in the show. And uh, tell us about something that you want to play. And let's go for it, man. We've got great sound in this room. Let me find my capo here. Your capo. I got one. Can I throw you oh, one? Sweet. Yep. Here we go. There you go. Capo. We're going to change keys on you. The simple way. <laughs> awesome. Go. Yeah. G4 uh, is our guest. So this this first song I'll do since um, I have a single coming out this Friday. Um, I'll do the single first. Yeah. And let me also tell you that we were taping this way in advance. And uh, uh, t- like today is March 20. What is it today? The 24th? Mm-hmm. 25th? Something like that. 26th? What is it? 20? I lose track of days. 28th, and yours is coming out Friday. This is, a, this is a Tuesday, and so this one comes out on Friday. Friday, March 31st. So if you're listening to this retroactively, it's already out. It's there called you Heartbroken. Yep. You can find it on all digital streaming media. Please download it. Yeah. Under J4 and Heartbroken. Awesome. I know all about your heartbreak history All the lies and the cheating, but that wasn't me Want to put a smile back on your pretty face Want to be the best part of your everyday All I need is a little time, baby, let's give this a try You never know what we might find I want you to stay for the highs, even when the lows hit I'll scream I love you and let the world know it If you let me in, baby, I'll show you Promise I won't leave your heart broken Sunshine morning, your forever good night. Make happy tears the only ones that you cry. When life gets tough, I won't walk away. I'll be there for you, be your safe space. All I need is a little time, baby. Let's give this a try. Never know what we might find. I want you to stay for the highs, we went the lows here. Scream, I love you, and let the world know it. If you let me in, babe, I'll show you. 
promise I won't leave your heart broken. Takes me places that I never knew, never knew. Don't know what I'd do if I don't have you. You take me places that I never knew, never knew. I want you stay for the highs. Oh, oh, oh when the lows hit. I won't just stay for the highs even the lows yeah. I'll scream I love you and let the world know it yeah. If you let me in, babe, I'll show you Promise I won't leave your heart broken Oh, 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 oh. So leave it open, leave it open Jay Four is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. That is a live version of a song that's out there streaming right now. Did you did you produce this this record? Yeah, I produced it, and it's uh, it's sort of this house EDM sort of style, and nice. so okay, uh, you get sort of this exclusive acoustic look at it. I guess. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Tell me about the writing of that song. Co-writers like yeah. we do here in Nashville. Who, who'd you write it with? I wrote it with Scott Barrier. Oh, my and- buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite guys to write with in this town. He's a genius. I really yep. think so. We got to have him back on the show. He was on uh, an earlier episode, so you might go back and, and, and find out more about Scott. But you, so you and Scott. Yep, Scott and I, and then Brett Mandel as well. Mandel. Don't know him. Good guy? Yeah, uh, yeah, great guy, great writer. Uh, mm-hmm. He has connections to all sorts of different things, oh, uh, cool. companies and stuff. So Very good. Well, really cool awesome. guy. Yeah. You do a lot of co-writing. I know you keep really busy. And not too long ago, we got together with Jan Buckingham. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, we got to get her into the uh, Songwriter Hall of Fame. She has written so many great songs. And also on a past podcast, if you if you find the, the Jan Buckingham episode, you'll enjoy it. I, I, I really hope that you'll go back uh, and, uh, and find out a little bit more about Jan. But uh, you write it like every week with her, right? Every yes. single Friday. Uh, every Friday, standing. When I was at Belmont, my primary focus of research mm-hmm. uh, during my master's was the Nashville songwriting community. Yeah. So my whole focus of research was studying these great songwriters. Mm. And the first person I was that I put on my list of songwriters I wanted to write about was Jan. Yeah. Um, you know, you have all these organizations which do great things like song suffragettes and things like that. Yeah. But you can't er- ignore the original song suffragettes mm. like Jan. Like Jan. She was one of the originals. She was yeah. one of two female writers in this town when she That's first it. came to the town. Isn't that something? Two. Yeah, two. And her story is so incredibly inspiring for anyone who uh, doesn't know of Jan. But she really has been one of my champions in this town Mm -hmm. to really show me what writing is, show me what um, good music is, and how how to write music. She really... Has been my teacher. You know, her and Norm were the first two. Norm really... McDonald is a great guy. Norm yeah. McDonald, yes. He really is. Yeah. 
I know you guys write a lot together. And I had a chance to write with Norm last month and really had a good time. He's another one we got to get on the show because his story's amazing too. But what of all the, I know she's a great mentor. Is there any one thing that, this, I mean, I, I, probably there's a million things, but is there any one thing that first and foremost pops in your mind that, uh, that she showed you? Yeah. Um, so when I was at Belmont, she taught me a, an important life lesson that I still think about to this day. She said, don't worry about the corner until you get to the corner. I didn't really know what that meant, but it always stuck in my brain for years. Uh-huh. And I would, I would just keep talking to Jan about what this elusive corner meant. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand until I've graduated college and I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. And now I've passed that point and I realized that the world is this, just this wide open sea mm-hmm. where you can do what you want. But until that point where you can actually do that, you feel like you're trapped. You do. I mean, at mm-hmm. least a little bit by the modern education system. But a little bit by um, just what I was doing with myself and what I was doing in my own brain. And so Jan was able to literally speak to my brain in a, <laughs> in a way that nobody else was able to and um, talk to me almost like the grandma that I never got because I didn't really get grandparents in the, the traditional sense. Mm. Um, both my grandmas died before I really could remember many stories with them. Mm. So Jan um, really is my songwriting grandma and wow. it, in all, I know she you loves know, you. Yeah. Well, I love her yeah. too. She's, yeah. she's for all intents and purposes, my real grandma. <laughs> if you don't, if you're not familiar with Jan, look her up. You're going to be impressed by the, the stuff she's done and the things that she's written. Let's talk about you, J4. I know you grew yeah. up in the town I was born in Buffalo, New York. Which side of town were you? I was born in Hamburg, or well, technically up in Amherst. Amherst. Okay. Sure. I grew up in Hamburg. So I had I, an uncle in Amherst, uh, my uncle Russ. And Hamburg, uh, not too far from where my dad grew up. Uh, he grew up in Blaisdell, yeah, and uh, spent a lot of time in Hamburg. So, wow. So, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Small world. Very, very small world. Yeah. So used to the winters? <laughs> oh, I'm so used to the winters. I miss the snow a little bit down in Nashville. I wish it snowed more. What? Are you kidding me? I wish it snowed more. Because then also the drivers in Nashville would be better at driving <laughs> snow. <laughs> Maybe they'd be better overall. <laughs> I moved to Nashville and I couldn't understand why car insurance was so expensive. Everything else was cool, you know, but car insurance was like through the roof. I'm going, why? I don't know. You don't know why. Then I got on the highway and I realized why. Yep. <laughs> there are NASCAR drivers <laughs> down here. <laughs> yeah. So did I read, I read somewhere that you were playing at the, at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, the most famous honky tonk in the world when you were like 15. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? How'd that happen? I think I made my debut at like 13. 13? With my I stand dad. corrected. But I, I started playing professionally there at 15. Wow. So I started actually getting paid for it at 15. I don't, Isn't that I, something? I think the first time we came down was either 2012 or 2011. Uh-huh. And uh, I would have been 12 or 13 at the time. And your dad was a musician? My dad was is. a piano player. He's, piano he's player. a classical piano player. So he's played Ooh. classical piano all his life. He was wow. offered a... A, a scholarship to go to Oberlin, but he ended up going to Canisius. Uh, Did he go no, to Canisius? Not Canisius. Oh. Um, Cornell. Cornell. Other 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 New York schools. Funny, another small world thing. Oberlin is where I uh, started in country music. A little radio station in Oberlin, Ohio, mm-hmm. called WOBL. <laughs> yeah, my dad. My dad always played piano when I was in the house, and mm-hmm. that was super huge. And then um, I sort of developed my abilities off of my dad, and then my grandma who. Played piano by ear and wow, musical family. 
Yeah. Uh, musical family, yeah. Yeah, so was music, was piano your first instrument then? Piano was my first instrument, yeah. but I was singing before I played piano just as part of my, I did voiceover and singing when I was like five or six, just working um, with my dad. Unbelievable. And wow. then my, I did my first concert at like 10, I think. I'll be. But it wasn't like 10? a professional concert. It was just my first real professional performance in front of like wow. 200-ish people wow. at my hometown. But I didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just a normal kid doing normal kid things. Yeah. Because... That was normal for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was normal for me, so it must be normal for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. When did you find out it wasn't? That you had a special talent? COVID. COVID. Oh, come on. You didn't know... You have an inkling before that? Wow. Not... not and, and this See, gets I love into, humbleness from you, too. I that, love that. That's a lot of what is part of me, and Jan was able to... This is, again, a big part of Jan's work in my life. has been mm-hmm. pulling out me from the the society that raised me. Oh, boy. Which is a whole... To- you know, that's a whole topic. Whole other topic. But the idea that we are something other than what we were you know programmed to be by our surroundings Mm. and so i'm slowly learning to be who i want to be without caring what other people think and it's Mm. that that fear held me back until 2020 well i'd have to say that i was a lot older when i realized that (laughs) so good for you and uh, it will serve you well you know uh can't please everybody as they say but you certainly can please yourself right Absolutely. So when did you pick up the guitar? Uh, it must have been 13, 14. I was, really? Yeah, I was... Already a prodigy on piano, mm-hmm. playing classical music and things. And was it a natural progression? Or was it easier to learn guitar having played piano? Absolutely. I think piano is the most important instrument mm. to learning music because of the simplicity of the instrument. It Everything makes linear. it... Yeah. It makes yeah. it very linear, and then that's applicable to other instruments. Yeah. So it's just... And you pick up the guitar and there's the dang B string. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice. The piano's always in tune. <laughs> yeah, <so>. that's true. <laughs> well, most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. How about songwriting? When did you discover your passion for songwriting and your ability yeah. to write songs? That would have been probably... F- oh, no. I, it was a while ago. I'm thinking, like, when did I start professionally, which would have been sophomore year of high school. Wow. Or like junior year of high school. No, junior year of high school, because that's when I moved down to Nashville. Did you? Okay. But... Um, Your parents come with you? Did they come? Yeah. Okay. My dad got a better job down here with Kalsanik Kansai, and I, I worked on Broadway, huh? um, just playing... Unreal. Tunes. Unbelievable. For a couple of years. That's cool. Um, yeah. I can't imagine the people that you ran into down there that became mentors as well. Well, there were cool people that weren't mentors, but I, I ran into some really cool people. So I ran into uh, Jimmy Snyder. I ran, ran into the lead singer of Alabama. Mm. Chris Christopherson saw me perform at some point. Um, or wait, no, not Chris, Chris Christopherson. A guy that looked like Chris Christopherson. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what am well, I making? I'm, I'm not making up stories. I'm trying to think of who these people were. There's so many celebrities. Well, Randy Owen from from Alabama. It might have been Randy Owen, not Chris Christopherson. I mix them up so much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I mix them up. You know. So do I. Yeah. I got a squirrel brain. Squirrel. Squirrel brain. (laughs) So, but that's cool. Uh, Neat people. I loved Randy. Uh, Yeah. In my radio career, I had a chance to interview him a couple, three, four times maybe. Even had lunch with him one time here in Nashville when I was a real young DJ, uh, along with two of his two cousins, (laughs) Randy and and Jeff Cook. But, um, that's different story, cool. different show. 
Um, so that's cool. You you had a wide exposure to all types of music. So, um, but songwriting was it a natural thing for you, or did did it did, did you have to work at it? It was one hundred percent natural. 100%. So my songwriting compared to other people. Other people go to school for songwriting, mm-hmm. where they yeah. study specifically for that. Yeah, we know Belmont teaches songwriting. We know that Trevecca teaches songwriting because mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Kim uh, McLean was the instructor who's also been on the show. So, But yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah. interrupting. Um, as for songwriting, I, I discovered that I first start, let, started writing songs on the piano around 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would do it in Sibelius or Logic Pro versions of logic pro slash pro tools back then okay you know back then it was just cakewalk and softwares like that yeah but i would start experimenting with daws digital audio workstations and okay. that's how i would songwrite was track writing okay and so i'd create tracks and ever since i was you know nine or ten i would create tracks wow and uh, it was just a thing that i did did for fun and i would just do and put out music on reverb nation and yeah you know i was like oh i got number one in franklin this is cool <laughs> i'm like oh well there's a guy who's number one in the united states so i'm not that yeah. cool. That that was like. I still think and that's so I cool. always. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got number one in Nashville for country or whatever, and I'm like, ah, eh, that's not cool. Uh, that's not. You didn't want to really particularly be country, did you? No, I wanted to. Well, I, at least for a while, I thought I was country mm-hmm. because I had played Broadway. But what got me out of country was performing with Michael W. So Michael really, w. Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael was amazing Christian artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, major major mentor in my life. Was he really? Yeah, he was probably the biggest musical mentor before Jan. Before Jan? Yeah. That's awesome. Before Jan and Norm. I have to put Jan and Norm in sort of like the same category because they're like my songwriting grandpa and grandma. Oh, that's so cool. So it's like, to say. Norm, are you listening? Buddy, Jan, are you listening? Listen, uh, J4, for another song, I just want to talk about the name real quick. J4. Yeah. Uh, your name is a lot longer than that. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, tell us. So uh, the full story behind my name is, my name is Joseph Henry Wandis the fourth. My my dad's name is Joseph Henry Wandis the third. Grandpa? Joseph Henry Wandis the junior. (laughs) And then my great grandpa would have been Joseph Wandis, Joseph Henry Wandis senior. You see, I'm already messing up just saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rather than that, they just went by um, my dad, who's just Joseph or Dr. Joe, and then I go by J4. Yeah. And so I've always gone by the fourth Joseph or J4. Because I think that's so cool, bro. <laughs> J4. That's it. Absolutely. So there you go. Yep. J4, pick up that Martin guitar and play us another song, will you? Is that cool. okay? Yeah. And tell us about this song right here. We should do a song. Let's do let's do a song that probably might be coming out around the time that this podcast will be coming out. Because yep. I'm probably going to be releasing... I believe I'll be releasing this one in May. So. In May. Okay. Well, so I know this is out in May. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, hopefully, this will be the new single by the time uh, this show publishes. We publish every Wednesday morning, by the way, very early in the morning. So that when you get up early on uh, on Wednesday mornings, you can have a cup of coffee and a songwriter connection. So, J4 Wandes is our guest. And uh, this is his current single right now. Facing the crowd that your eyes catch She's a girl next door in 1F She's a disco ball dancing queen Reaching out a hand saying dance with me Sunrise smile behind the coffee counter My unwritten story, greatest adventure Poetry in motion walking toward me down the sidewalk Rembrandt angel leaves me in a free fall Oh yeah, oh yeah She could be my all-American 
Didn't see coming the once in a lifetime I've always wanted Needle in a haystack Oh, I love the way that she's a dazzling diamond Doesn't know she's stunning To the one she might be just another woman But I'm a Shakespeare dreamer who couldn't Live without her any night and a day Cause she makes me better in every way Oh yeah, oh yeah She could be my all-American Oh yeah, oh yeah My all-American beauty Oh yeah, oh She could be my all-American Oh yeah, oh yeah My all-American beauty, beauty My all-American beauty, beauty Our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast, the story behind the songs after this important message. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. All American Beauty was the song, huh? Yeah. Streaming out there right now. So tell us the story behind it. Yeah, that one's just one I wrote with Scott again. Um, Scott's getting all the cuts lately. I know he is, isn't he? He's great. He's yeah. been he's been uh, hitting my artistry right on the head lately. Well, um, he and he was a co-writer on Squirrel Train. I don't know if you know that my my first single. That's so, phenomenal. Yeah, Scott's so. been on fire when it comes to he really has. songwriting. Yeah. But yeah, this song um, is it really is about my fiance Elena. I um, was wondering at the time you were singing that. And She's a wonderful gal. By she the is way. the epitome yeah. of. What I think of as like the perfect American girl. Yeah. She's just, you know, she's the face in the crowd that your eyes catch. She's the girl next door in one half. She she really is that girl. Wow. Um, she's a disco ball dancing queen reaching out, reaching out her hand saying, dance with me. She's that sunrise smile behind the coffee counter. She used to be a barista at uh, White Bison 
Okay. And I remember she would always give me free coffees when I would go there. And Aww. it was just really sweet um, <laughs> during the beginning of our relationship. And Is that where you met? Where'd you meet? No, we met at Belmont. At Belmont. She, she's a Belmont student too. Mm-hmm, she yeah. studied music therapy and oh, she's good. a music therapist, a board certified music therapist here That's in Nashville. Awesome. Yeah. That's so great she, work. Wow. It's incredible. And for anyone who doesn't know what music therapy is, it's a field in which they use music to accomplish non-musical goals mm-hmm. or therapeutic goals. And so they are able to make people with dementia remember memories from Isn't that something? 50 years ago they forgot. It's just crazy the things that they do. Yeah, yeah. And you know, for more on that too, let me refer you to a past. Not too long ago, we had Tracy Richardson on the show. And Tracy, also a music therapist. And um, so we talk a good deal about that. That's incredible work that uh, that Elena does. And, and that's amazing. So, Tracy's great too. I I, uh, I met her the other week. We're working on our first production together. So, are you good? It's gonna yeah. be cool. Scott, She's, Tracy, and I. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. There you go. There's some talent right there. Awesome. Very good. I kind of lost my train of thought because it got <laughs> I got on that squirrel train again. Squirrel um, train. <laughs> <laughs> so again, you produce as well as sing, and I think um, I think that's such a um, an advantage, I think, in this industry, because you know you can you, you write a lot of songs, and you're like you have over 600 songs that you've written, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what do you do them all, with them all? Do you, I, I try to make a work tape on every one of them, so I at least have some kind of physical evidence that we put all that work and sweat into it. And then you know, if I get a song I really like and I want to have it produced, then I have to pay someone to do that. Uh, and find a demo singer and all that. But these are all things you can do for yourself that you yeah. have done for yourself. And mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. It is nice. Uh, it cuts a lot of the money out of it. It does. And for anyone who thinks, oh, I can't do this because because of the money. Right. I, I think a lot of people think that Yeah. Uh, because of the barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. If you have an iPhone, you can do it. Like if you, if you have an iPhone and a voice memo app, you can become a songwriter. Absolutely. And that's, that's the beauty of the American dream. It really is a beauty. You know, and even like TikTok, and we talk about, you yeah. know, the government wants to ban it. Some of them do. But, I mean, all on your phone, you can produce this little video, yeah. <laughs> this little tiny movie, and throw it out to the world. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. TikTok has been a, a blessing and a curse for my career. I feel like I would be happy. I'm happy with my career on TikTok, but I would mm-hmm. be happy if it never existed, too. Yeah. I'm sort of a moderate when it comes to TikTok. I am, too. Because yeah. I'm like... I still like Instagram better, but mm-hmm. um, TikTok is good. I, I I did a song challenge on TikTok last year called 365 Songs. I was going to ask you about days. that. 365. You see, you wrote a song a day for a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last year in 2022, um, I started January 1st, and obviously there were co-writers and <clears throat> sure. there were people involved. Um, and I had some guest per- performances on there. Over like 30 people collaborated on the project. Wow. And um, I wrote 365 songs in 365 days straight. Um, I ended up writing over 400, but I only chose songs that I would want to put on there. Um, and then there were some songs that I wrote specifically for TV film mm-hmm. that really didn't work for the series. So I'd have to write extra every single night at like 11 PM because I'd be done with my work. And, Man. but it was a mess. It was a lesson in discipline. That's for sure. I'll bet. Yeah. And it led to about a million views on TikTok overall across the series. So did you post each and every song every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. And about 10,000 followers after all of that in one year. Incredible. So it was, um, it was a it was a test marketing growth sort of experiment, and it worked. Um, but TikTok 
they don't care about 10,000 followers. They care about 10 million. So, <laughs> Well, maybe someday. <laughs> maybe one day. Absolutely. If I'm lucky. How about another tune? Can we talk, talk you out another one? <laughs> maybe uh, take us through the nuts and bolts of how it was written and, and who you wrote it with? Yeah. That'll teach you to put that guitar down when you're around the dining room table. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast from Buffalo, New York, but here in Nashville since age, what, 15, 14? Uh, J4, Wanda's is our guest. Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Yes. So (laughs) speaking of Buffalo. You have a song about it, don't you? I do have a song about it since we're talking about the TikTok series. When I the the sixth song I I released, I think I put it out like the fifth of January, twenty twenty two, and within a week or two by my birthday, it had gotten like twenty five fifty thousand streams, and I got wow. called by WYRK, which is the radio station up in Buffalo. Nice, and they said, "Hey, we want to feature your song on our." platform and so they wrote an article up about it and Katie Dye, she's awesome. Um she she did an interview with me about it as well as played the song on the radio cool. and the TikTok and they called it the best TikTok and you know, is about Buffalo and I was like, Oh, this is so cool. This is the hometown radio station I listened to just ten years ago. Um And then you were on T V though too, weren't you? Yeah. And yeah. Then I released the song as a single after that because they had played the TikTok on the radio. And so I produced it, released it, and uh, that led me to another performance opportunity where I got to open for Daryl Worley. Oh, good. Great guy. Oh, oh, what a cool guy. Yeah. And premiered the song for um, this really patriotic event honoring all of those who have served and lost lives in the Iraq-Afghanistan wars. Um, So it was a really, really cool event, and um, I got to release it for a really good cause. Uh, There was just a lot of heartbreak in Buffalo last year, and so Mm -hmm. I wrote a song... That spoke, speaks to the heartbreak that Buffalo has endured, but with a little bit of strength for the future that we have. So this okay. one's called Buffalo. Buffalo. All right. And uh, for anyone out there who's not from Buffalo, I hope this makes you think of your hometown. Yeah. I was born in the city. I've come to know as a blue collar town where I learn to grow and as I find myself in this old ball cap that says Buffalo Bills you can't ever go back My papa built on that old gravel ground where the big men are throwing the pigskin around when Kelly was king and Cuomo a clown It's my papa and uncle built the South Towns My buffalo roots can't ever be torn The city's so cold, yet always so warm And even if Nashville lights shine more My buffalo roots can't ever be torn Bethlehem steel left and put us through hell My grandma went broke, the economy fell And yet through it all, she'd always tell me How wonderful life was, how we're blessed to be well 
All my buffalo roots can't ever be torn A city so cold, yet always so warm And even when Nashville lights shine more My buffalo roots can't ever be torn My buffalo roots can't ever be torn Now the city I love made itself a name By the hard work and sacrifice seventeen gave The burden of thousands now rest in his hands As his cleats meet the ground where my papa still stands His cleats meet the ground where my papa still stands Oh, my buffalo roots can't ever be torn A city so cold Yet always so warm And even when Nashville lights shine more My buffalo roots can't ever be torn My buffalo roots can't ever be torn My buffalo roots can't ever be torn My buffalo roots can't ever be torn. That song can bring me to tears. J. Ford. <laughs> Buffalo, where I was born, where you were born. Yes. And you, I forgive you for wearing your bald, your Buffalo uh, Bills hat into my house <laughs> around my dining room. I was born in Buffalo, but I was raised in Cleveland, so I had to wear my Browns hat to uh, combat that, though. But no, what a great, you know, great song. And I mean... Uh, it's so heartfelt and the images you know when you talk about things like uh, Bethlehem Steel my mm. grandfather worked there yeah my uh, grandma worked there did she really yeah wow a lot of my uncles worked there my dad for a little while worked at Bethlehem Steel and then went to Ford Motor Company mm. but uh, these are just things that um, just it, it, they, they touch my heart grab my heart too and like you said if you're not from Buffalo think about your hometown as you're as you're listening to that song but uh, I made sure all of my relatives in Buffalo uh, heard this? I posted on my Facebook when your t- your TV performance and said, "Hey Buffalo, listen to this." <laughs> yeah, know? I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a really fun time going up there and mm-hmm. feeling like for the first time I got this sort of minor star treatment in my hometown. It was very weird. Yeah, I bet, huh? I mean, people were buying things for me, oh. and taking pictures with me, and it was just it was the first time I ever experienced that. Wow, because like I was a really you know, you, you look at me, I was the bullied kid. I was the shy bullied kid. Mm. So turning into some sort of um, public figure was never my plan. Mm. But, you know, my plan was originally to go do chemistry up at MIT or something like that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Smart guy. Because um, I, I thought, oh, it was going to make me money. And mm-hmm. it also is a really cool subject. Like, I love doing chemistry and math, but music just called me. I think I think math, it's in music, they go hand in hand. I think you know, although I don't, I've never been great at math, but I think there's, it's a language just like music is, you know. So. I think there's, I think there's a poignant reason why Einstein said that he wanted to be a musician in another lifetime. Oh, I didn't know that. Very, very cool. Um, so, did you have help writing that song? Did, did you just dig deep and, and and pour it out yourself? I wrote that one. In my bed alone at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. In my feels, no guitar, just sitting in my bed, just 
writing it down and I, I heard the chords in my head so I was hearing the chords along with the melody and the it, the song just came that's really a talent to be able to do that yeah that's something so you heard the chords and the lyrics all together and just wrote it down I heard the whole song the whole song uh, it came out in 15 minutes wow what inspired you to write it was it the the, the, the shootings in Buffalo um, or was it even before that it was before the shootings but I did release a, a version of me I, I got a little choked up by the end of the first <clears throat> chorus so I couldn't even put out more than the verse in the chorus yeah about the shootings uh, but I did write it about the Bills winning the AFC East okay in 2021 and then in 20, when 2022 came along because um, I wrote it in 2022 about them winning the 2021 season mm-hmm. um, because as you know Bills fans are incredibly diehard yeah they definitely are <laughs> <laughs> the mafia right <laughs> which I do subscribe to Bills Mafia yeah for life <laughs> um, but I enjoy dabbling and watching the Titans I, I cheat I cheat on the Bills with the Titans sometimes I, I do the same thing with the Browns and you know so we've had hard years in Cleveland so I find myself sometimes rooting for the Bengals because I lived there in t- for 25 years and the Bills and of course the Titans as well when they play together, when they play each other, oh my God, it's tough. It really is. I want to talk to you a little bit more about your musical strategy because mm-hmm. it's changed recently, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, you're you're going to release a lot more music, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Because some people, they release like once a quarter, you know, every other month or whatever. Uh, tell us the strategy that, that, that that's working for you these days. Yeah. Uh, for me, the strategy that's working now... It, Really, the strategy I used to do was perform. And I used to perform all the time, all these different places. And I didn't even have social media. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, my social media wasn't available to me till college. So the mm-hmm. way in which I was raised, I wasn't allowed on social media in that way. Mm-hmm. So my social media was different. And so I always just had this real-life experience until 18 Mm-hmm. where I didn't even know about social media outside of the Facebook hate page they made against me. Mm-hmm. Outside of that... Are you kidding? They made a hate page for you? Middle school, yeah. Yeah. And you wrote a song about that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Called No Hate. Uh, yeah. I actually wrote it before that, but they were mad at my success due to the song because the song won a national award. Jeez. Uh, with the National PTA Award. Um, something like that. It won some award. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason being, I wrote it about this... Um, that there was a kid who, he was gay, and he was really kind kid. I knew him. He was up in, um, up in a at a school up in north in the north towns. I don't want to give away the school because they would know yeah. which one. Okay. But this kid killed himself because oh, no. he was getting bullied because he was so you know he was homosexual. Oh no. And um, I related to that because I was getting bullied for being, just, different, and I was getting called gay, all this stuff. You know, gay was being used a lot as a slanderous term, mm. and I just didn't really appreciate that. Um, and then all the time I was constantly getting put down because of my musical ability yeah. and people were just very envious of it. And it culminated in my biggest competition at the school, mm. uh, making a Facebook hate page or a hate group where they started commenting about me, the school, all this stuff. My parents found it and they all got kicked out of the musical for it. I, I wasn't involved in any of it. I couldn't even respond, but I had my mom respond for me mm. because I was so terrified. Um, oh, bad. And so the cyberbullying got bad. The physical bullying got bad, too, after that, after the cyberbullying. So it was like all that bullying really changed my perspective, and it made me shelter myself, and my parents shelter me for a while. Mm-hmm. And once I got to college, the veil was torn open from that, and I had to grow as a person and as a human being. 
So now I'm in the real world where I do get bullied and I do get people who say really hateful things and I have to learn how to deal with it. Mm. And that's the hardest thing. I think that... Does it come out in your music? uh, I I did write a song that talks about that journey called Bigger. Um, I wrote it with Tyler Bank and Annalisa Rotella and um, that tune... And that's out there too. That's out there on Spotify, Apple Music and... It's a, it talks about my struggle with bullying, talks about the Facebook hate group. Um, I, I wrote an open letter talking about my experience with um, uh, Better Music, which is just a, an Instagram channel that does motivational, inspirational stories. And so I wrote uh, with Virginia with her uh, at that company. And then um, I finally, I didn't, it didn't get a ton, a ton of commercial success, but what really did touch me was one of my best friends from middle school who I had not talked to in six, seven years. Mm-hmm. He texted me the day of the release and uh, he said, I remember every single time that we were in the classrooms together. Wow. And every single time that they were bullying you for your music and me for my weight. Oh, boy. Because he was a big guy and he was overweight and we'd, we'd joke with each other, but he was getting mm. really bullied. Like, he was bullied even worse than I was. Cool. And this song touched him so deeply and that that meant more to me than a million fans or that's payday right there that's payday yeah absolutely who cares about the money when you can change someone's heart is there a way you can play that song for us yeah you know but before we do and and i want to end on that on that note but uh before we do i want to go back to that strategy you're you're going to release one a month now right Mm -hmm. yeah so you've got lots of songs and you do produce so it it's probably easier for you to do it than than most songwriter artists out there Right? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to start releasing once a month. I'm, I've moved and transitioned over the past couple of years, getting acquiring the uh, physical capital, as in like the the technology mm-hmm. needed to become a digital creator. Because the mu- the music industry has moved online, it yeah, really has. It really has. Yeah. So, with that being said, I was an in person creator. I was always performing. I was never. Yes, I had my you know my basic studio that I would produce my music out of. But I wasn't able to serve other clients. And so my long-term strategy now is to produce for myself and other clients Great. while releasing music on top of it uh, in a commercial style. So I'll be doing uh, mostly pop like Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put myself in sort of the same lane as a Ed Sheeran-y, uh, Louis Capaldi-style artist. I've heard you sing sometimes and sound like Michael Bublé. That, yes, with my jazz stuff. Because you have jazz, you have a jazz, you have jazz influences too, don't you? I do have yeah, jazz influences. Yeah. Awesome. Where can we find your music and you? Yes. You've got your own web page, right? Yes, so j4sings.com, letter J, number four, S-I-N-G-S, j4sings.com. Visit it, please. That's where you can go find my bio, EPK, pictures, press, all that fun stuff. Oh, cool. And then you can find links to all of the various media that you may want to find, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. Good. Um, as for music, just search me J four letter J number four, and then probably it's easy to easiest to search me through J four Buffalo since there's a few other J fours. Yeah. Um, at least right now I'm I've got the trademark filed, so it's like good. If you yeah. if there's a J four listening to this, go <laughs> Sorry. dispute it. Sorry, I've got the trademark filed. It's mine. Yeah. There you go. J four has been our guest. You're going to take us out with this song better. You know, I'm actually going to do it in this key. Why not? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) 
haven't played this one in a little bit, but it's very close to my heart. That's for sure. Leave it to me to put you on the spot. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. One of my favorites. Now was small. Didn't understand anything but love All I knew was being innocent and young Then I turned 13 I saw my face on that Facebook wall Full of hate It broke me down, but I read it all And all the hurt made me strong and every word was like a fire burning me up lighting me up lifting me higher I wish I knew then that there's a world outside those hallways that doesn't always tear you down for who you are if I could do it again I'd go back to the I wouldn't change a single scar I'd just leave them on my skin Cause they led me to something bigger Found a clean slate in Tennessee Where I could be Anything I wanted With a dream and just getting started All I needed was a chance to be me Every late night up for hours Every word Was like a fire Burning me up Lighting me up Lifting me higher I wish I knew then There's a world Outside those hallways That doesn't always Tear you down For who you are If I could do it again I'd go back to the I wouldn't change a single scar I'd just leave them on my skin Cause they led me to something
on the Songwriter Connection podcast. It's such a personal song, and I have to tell you, I'm sorry you went through what you went through, but you know what I admire about you is you took that and the attitude you have, not only did it make you stronger, but you used that um, to help others, you know, and to write a song like that. Uh, So my hat's off to you. My Cleveland Browns hat. I don't take that (laughs) off too often. Especially not for a Buffalo fan. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, I've heard people say, uh, other songwriters say, you know, I have this incredible song, but I'm afraid to share it because it's just too personal. I don't think other people would, would, uh, you know, want to hear something that personal. And I always tell them, and tell me if you agree, if if it's personal to you, it's going to touch somebody. It's going to. And and I th- I think every song needs to be out there, but especially that one we just heard. That's that's incredible. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that's probably one of the most important songs in my life that I've written, um, and that's how I came to terms with the intense bullying. Yeah, a lot of kids find ways like cutting themselves, mm. turn to drugs, turn to alcohol, turn to gangs, turn to violence. Mm. My way was turning to the piano or turning to music. Turn to music. I love that. So There's the name of our episode that. right there. Turn, turn to music. Turn to music. J4, thank you. You're an amazing person, spirit. I've really enjoyed getting to know you, and I wish you tons of success. More. I appreciate that, Dave. Same to you. You deserve it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.